are listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Conklin. In most of our episodes, we'll have a guest, a woman who is running on mission right where she's at. We pray this podcast leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news. Ladies, it is our motherhood and mission week here on the Go and Tell Gals podcast. Today, we have a quick interview with Valmarie Warner, who is the founder of Valmarie Paper Company and also the author of the new book, Grumpy Mom Takes a Holiday. In this episode, we are going to talk about the enemy of our mission, the enemy of our ministry, what it is that we are competing against. We're going to talk about how this message of anti-grumpiness is for women everywhere and not just moms. I've said it about this entire week, whether you have physical kids or not, you will be blessed by this episode. I am just a big fan of Val and her heart for God and her heart to serve women. So be encouraged and get ready. Friends, what a gift we have today to have my friend Val on the podcast. She is a woman on mission. She has been doing so many incredible things and creating so many incredible resources for women and definitely for moms. But her new book just came out at the beginning of April, Grumpy Mom Takes a Holiday. Hey Val, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. I am so blessed. Listen, I believe that a lot of women already know all about Valmarie Paper, but will you just tell everybody a little bit about what you do on every day, on the normal days? What does your life look like? What does mission look like where you're at? Yeah, I think my day-to-day looks like just spending time creating content, encouraging women to spend time with the Lord in very practical ways. Like Mm -hmm. everything that we do is to help women take this idea and say, okay, that's a really cool thought. That's a really cool biblical idea. Now, what do I do with that? Mm -hmm. And to just help them put it into practice in the everyday life. I am the world's biggest fan of your prayer journals. And I think they are such just smart tools to help women do what they were made to do, which is talk to God. So I love it. And I'm so grateful for the work you do. Thanks. You're so welcome. Yes, we we are so grateful to do it. Tell (laughs) us a little bit about Grumpy Mom Takes a Holiday. You're a writer by nature. You've written so much already. Did you see yourself writing this book? How did it come to be? I want to hear about it. So I always wanted to write, but I never wanted to write books. And then once I wrote The Finishing School, which I like self-published a few years ago, I was like, okay, I think I like this. I just have to get down into chapters and I can like see writing that many words on one topic. But honestly, I feel like as I've shared my heart about motherhood and prayer and different things, I feel like I had a lot of people asking me how I was doing it. Mm. So when I first started writing the book, it was very much about like, okay, guys, like this is going to be like this secret sauce of like how to fix motherhood because my first kid was very easy and I feel like I kind of had a lot figured out but between writing the proposal and actually getting feedback from them like hey Val like we kind of need to work on this tone I had a major heart change and my second daughter kind of broke me and I say in the she broke me in the best possible way because the book became more about, we are going to continue to have these grumpy moments, but how do we change these little small moments in our day to where they're happening less often, less intense, 
and they're not ruining as much of our days. We can have a trigger, something that happens in our day that makes us want to just get really frustrated and, you know, maybe even start to yell, but quickly change that tone to remembering what God's truth says about us instead of what the world says about us. And I'm a melancholy by nature. So like, I feel like God really gave me eyes to see the smallest things in like the stereotypes that the world has about motherhood that were like planting seeds of discontentment and like the root of so much frustration. So the whole book's just about rooting out those lies so that you start noticing them and then you start being able to reject the lies. Mm, So good. So here's my question. Do you feel like also, I mean, this particularly pertains to motherhood, but I wonder, and I wonder this reading your book, did you, have you ever wished that non-mothers would read it for their, just for their normal lives? You know, I, I get nervous about that because I know all of my examples are so kid centric that you know that somebody's going to get offended by that. They're going to read it and be like, well, you know, the content is for everybody. And it's, Mm -hmm. I am talking about how to apply it to motherhood. So we've told friends, like my sister doesn't have kids yet. And I'm like, read this before you have kids so that you're not having to retrain your thoughts about this. I've gotten that question a lot and I hate to just say like, yes, this book's for everybody because you're supposed to find your niche and like only speak to a certain few or, you know, whatever. But the truths are from the Bible, so they really can apply to everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I always get nervous saying that. So (laughs) I'm glad you asked. (laughs) I I don't want you to feel nervous. I really read it and I thought I would give this to any of my friends that 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 don't have kids and just think like, we all need this. Of course. Yes. The like motherhood centered examples help. But the truth is that that kind of like discouragement, disgruntledness, it's everywhere. So it's interesting. I think I've actually talked about this on the podcast once or twice before, but I go back to this a lot. This really wise thing, you know, Lindsay Shabandi of Lindsay Letters that she said Mm -hmm. to me one time, she called me one day because our businesses are similar and you get this too. And so she said, you know, somebody asked me one day who my biggest competition was or my, my biggest competitor was. And she said, it was the first time that I realized I didn't think of a person or a business. I just thought my biggest competitor is a lack of creativity. And it's like a lack of creativity in women and in buyers that keeps them from buying art, thus sends them to big box stores to buy something that everybody else has in their home. And I was like, man, Lindsay, that's so astute. That's really beautiful. And it made me think about what my biggest competitor is in writing books or in what I do online. And so I often have told people, I think my biggest competitor is not a person or another author, obviously, but Mm -hmm. is defeat. So I feel like every day when I'm writing, I'm fighting against defeat in women's lives. What would you say Grumpy Mom Takes a Holiday is fighting in the lives of mothers across the world? Yes, this is such a good question. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what I think it's fighting is I've addressed this a little bit, but I only have two kids and they're five and under. And I know I've heard like an older author speak to the fact that she wouldn't be able to hear a book on motherhood or, you know, like marriage until like they've had like 20 years of experience in it. I've thought about that and kind of like dismissed it as like, no, I can do this. But then I had a message from somebody and it was a mom. She had four kids and she was like, I honestly wasn't grumpy until my fourth. So she didn't know how my book could help. And I think what I'm fighting against is the mom who thinks nothing can help her, who's just kind of like, 
oh no, those examples are too small. My husband has cancer or my kids have this. I'm dealing with a kid with a disability. I have eight kids. Those thoughts that I have too much for you to understand or God's abundant message can't be enough for me, you know? And I know that's not how any of us would ever put it, but that's essentially what we're saying because nothing I'm saying is, guys, this is what I learned from like having two kids. It is guys, I am not living. I was not living as abundantly as God was calling me to live. And now I am, and I'm getting to just because of that truth. So I really think like for, there's going to be a lot of moms who are like, no, I'm not, I don't really, I'm not really grumpy. And we've had a lot, especially like our launch team of just like people who were just Valmarie paper fans and wanted to like do this because they have known our company. They were like, you know, I really didn't see myself as grumpy, but as I read this, like Mm -hmm. I'm noticing a lot more moments and a lot more that like God has for me. So I think that's such a good question because that's what I'm up against. Mom's feeling like they're either too far gone or it doesn't apply to them. And you and I, we see this phenomenon a lot. This discounting, like this won't work for me or you don't understand. Mm -hmm. We see this online, just in case you were wondering what messages we get in our DMs. I bet this is a lot of what you get. Sorry, your prayer journal won't work for me because X, Y, and Z. Do you hear a lot of that? Yeah. The girls who handle like a lot of our emails and different things probably get more of it. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just this idea... I don't want to say like use the term martyr, but like, I think we all kind of just feel like nobody gets what I'm going through. For me, it's frustrating because I feel like, especially in this book, this stuff is so small and tangible. Mm. And that's the message I keep getting from the people who read it. You can apply it today and it can make a difference for you today. And I think I just get bummed out that they're like discounting that they could even experience this kind of joy or that there's not more that you could experience, even if you're kind of like, Oh, I'm pretty joyful. Yeah. 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 I'll leave it there. That's so good. (laughs) I love that. That's really good to hear. you guys may have heard in our podcast last week we are hosting a live event in august here in charleston we are so excited about it next thursday may 16th tickets will go on sale for go and tell gals girls night out here in charleston we have some incredible women who are going to come and teach us help us grow help us dig into our mission we're going to have worship we're going to have fun it's going to be incredible so make sure you pay attention to the go and tell gals instagram or our sign up for our newsletter at goandtellgals.com so that you can get first information about that event Tell me some resources that have been helping you in this season of book writing, leading a business, obviously being a mom. What are the resources that come alongside you and help you out and help you do what you're called to do? Practical resources, Scrivener, using that as I wrote was really good. I don't know. Did you use that for the books or? I've heard of so many people who used it and loved it. Tell me what you liked about it. I've never actually asked someone what they liked about it. It's basically like a program similar to like Word or Evernote. I mean, Evernote could essentially work, but I like that Scrivener is just all in one place. Like this is just my book writing stuff. And you basically can see every chapter. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I have this idea for this chapter. You can quickly like click on that without having to open another Word document. Mm -hmm. You can search it very easily. And actually every chapter that you have has this like note card feature 
So for my chapters, I just put this little note card and it had, what's the biblical story in here? What's the Bible verse? What's the how to, what's the story from my life? And I kind of like framed it up like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say it was very easy because I, nobody wants to hear that, but like it was easier than I expected because it was so framed out. And whenever I sat down to write, I just knew where to go. I loved it. <laughs> so I that's, that. that's a practical thing. I'll tell you two spiritual things, but every time I sat down to write, I would pray that the Lord would empty me of my words and just make me a vessel for him and fill me up. And just from like, seriously, the responses of like the girls, I can't tell you how many people have said, I feel like you videoed me in my house, or I feel like you were sitting in my living room talking about examples that were straight from their house. And I feel like that's only possible if it was not my own words. And it always feels funny to say stuff like that. Cause you're not trying to like sound like you're Paul writing the Bible or something, yeah. but to make yourself a vessel and speak what the Holy Spirit speaks. And there was some stuff, honestly, especially in the fresh start for moms that I wrote that I'm thinking, I've never practiced this. And I didn't even know I knew this. And I was able to like read it after and it really did make a difference in my life. But I think that's vital. If we are truly trying to live on mission and do what God is calling us to do and not make it about us, having it be his words and our words, we've got to ask for that. And we can't just expect it to happen. We have to seek it out and look for that. So that, and I started tithing my time, my work time. I asked God if he wanted to add a 5% tithing for our business monetarily or time. And he said both, which was fun to hear, but I figured out the 10% of my time and it was 10 minutes for each of my work sessions. And I just go for a walk around the coffee shop that I go work at and I pray You know, like it's not something where every day you're like, wow, I just got an extra hour's worth of work because I took 10 minutes to pray. But it's more been about trusting him with my time and knowing that like my quest to do more and to like do all these things, it's a way that I like slow down. I surrender my day to him and I just trust that whatever he has for me today It might be one email that somebody needs to hear, but like, I'm going to do just what he needs me to do. Wow. I love that. That is so good. I'm about to start tithing my time. That's such a cool idea. (laughs) Okay. Talk to me a little bit about balancing motherhood. I don't, you know, I don't even, I don't even know what that phrase means anymore. Like balancing motherhood, but like this season plus motherhood work ministry, how has it been? How's it been? writing yeah. motherhood, you know? Yeah. Just tell me a little bit about that. I'll start by saying my husband is amazing. And whenever people ask me like what I have to give up to like make this happen or what do I have to say no to for this book, I feel like my husband had to say no to two hours, Tuesdays and Thursdays where he'd go and take the girls to school and I'd get my freshest time to write. My heart through launch has been to have a healthy launch to where I didn't feel burnout after. I didn't feel like I was sick of talking about this. And I didn't feel like I either never wanted to write a book or my husband and my family didn't want me to ever write another book. So I feel like I've prayed so much about just having a healthy launch. And I feel like God really answered that prayer. And I think it just has a lot to do with preparation and like just being okay with things not being perfect. And I know we've heard this, things not being totally perfect knowing that your list of what you want to do is not always going to match what God's list is. And his list is usually a lot more gracious than our own. If we're like go-getters, we're like used to doing a lot. Our list is probably smaller than what God has. I have a quote in the book and it basically says, we don't get extra credit for finishing our mission. And I don't think I use the word mission, but I'm talking to Jess Connelly. So I got to use the word mission, right? (laughs) We don't get extra credit if we finish our mission and start working on somebody else's. Your mission is your own mission. And 
we don't have to try to keep cramming stuff in. And this season, I really feel like I was aware of what I wanted to do in this season. And I feel like it helped me whenever I saw opportunities to just say like, okay, chill out, Valerie, like before you make a decision on this, is this really something that you need to do? That's part of what God's calling you to. And not every time is God instantly like, yes, no, yes. You know, you know, but just being aware of that, I feel like slows you down and helps you to not take on everything that you can take on. Yeah. That's so sweet. Well, man, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for this book. Friends, Val doesn't have to say it, but I'll say it. If you don't have kids, this is still an incredible resource. You're going to read it and be stretched to approach your life and see God's abundance and see the joy. And you're going to be impacted by this message of anti-grumpiness in a profound way. (laughs) I believe it. But thank you for just sharing and being honest and talking about the complexity of the season, but also the simpleness of what he's given you to do. We're really, really grateful for it. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. 